Thirsty Thursday has arrived. Welcome to The Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent. And perhaps you're sitting there right now or maybe standing, having a great drink. It could be a a glass of water. It might be a Coke Zero like I'm drinking over here right now. could be something a little bit more powerful. Perhaps a Tennessee whiskey, Kentucky bourbon, maybe a good beer perhaps whatever coffee some people drink coffee hey whatever your drinking delight we appreciate you taking a little time here to carve out and listen to the y'all show where we discuss the south including our beverages from time to time and we're just glad you could do it hey we have a great show speaking of drinking and i ain't talking about coffee water tea or anything non-alcoholic We've got a very special feature coming up at the uh, bottom of this hour, our Festive South. Not only will we tell you about some cool events going on in the next few days from a festival standpoint in Dixie, one of those will be a Mardi Gras event taking place in South Louisiana, so that'll be a great place for you to get your drink on. We also will tell you about a very cool website, WalletHub.com. Guess what? They've come out with another list that we're going to have to tell you about. And this latest list from Wallet Hub is 2019's best cities for St. Patrick's Day celebrations. I want to find out where Savannah, Georgia is on this list, but that will be at the end of this hour when we have our festive South as we're just a few weeks away, not just from Mardi Gras, but from St. Patrick's Day. What would it be like if St. Patrick's Day and Mardi Gras fell on the same day? I don't think that's happening this year, but it won't be too far off you talk about a party (laughs) oh my but we'll have that the best cities for saint patty's day coming up at the bottom of this hour we also have headlines coming your way this hour including an update on what's going on with all this rain in most of the south in hour two of the y'all show today we'll start it off with a look at the best sellers we've got the brand new list of best sellers from the new york times if you're looking for a good read well friends Listen up at the start of hour two. We'll tell you what are the hot reads for you right now. And some of those could be from Southern authors. So we'll have that. And then when we roll on into the latter portion of hour two, we're going to go to Alabama and the Associated Press sports writer for Alabama. John Zener is going to join me and he's going to talk about the SEC basketball race. He'll give a special informative update on both Auburn and Alabama's basketball programs. One, if not both, are on the bubble for March Madness. Will Bruce Pearl's team make it to the big dance? We'll tell you about it. Remember, they started out really hot this year. They've kind of kind of been losing a lot, to be honest with you, lately. And we'll talk to John Zener of the AP in Hour 2 about Auburn and Alabama and Kentucky basketball, a little Tennessee info, too. And I'm going to ask him his prediction on how many SEC teams make it to the big dance. All this is part of our SEC spotlight an hour or two. And, of course, you can't talk to a guy who covers sports in Alabama without talking about football. And so we'll discuss the SEC football news and notes with John Zener of the AP in hour two. There's been some personnel maneuvers going on from a coaching standpoint for both Tennessee and Alabama. And also, the Senior Bowl was recently held in Mobile. John was able to attend that. I'm going to ask his predictions on what he saw there for these SEC alums who hope to move on to the NFL here in a couple of months. So all of that coming up in Hour 2 
of the All Southern Show we call Y'all with John Rawl. Our number, hey, we want to hear from you, y'all. Our number is 803-816-1170. You can text that number. You can call that number. We want to hear from you. We want you to participate in this All Southern Show. And, and we appreciate any input we do get. So thank you in advance. I know you're about to pick up the phone and text us or call us. 803-816-1170. Our website is y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. And you can find us on the social media outlets, Twitter, at y'all show, and Instagram, at y'all show. And I think I've just about got it all covered here on this thursday a thirsty thursday and speaking of that let me get a good sip of this coke zero and let y'all hear me drinking this thing (sighs) all right now i'm ready for headlines well unfortunately we are having too much liquid and not in terms of something to drink but something falling from the sky in a large part of the south as a deluge continues across most of the south and we've had issues with flash flooding We even had a mudslide in northwest Georgia in the last 24 hours as parts of the Deep South are experiencing this heavy flooding from all this heavy rain that we've experienced this week. Floodwaters have covered roads in parts of east Mississippi up into north Alabama. In northwest Georgia, in Dade County, a mudslide was reported beside a gas station there. And flood watches and warnings have been in place for North Alabama, North Mississippi, as well as Georgia. In Tennessee, creeks are swollen, and about two inches of rain fell Tuesday and Wednesday at the International Airport in Music City, USA, Nashville. The Weather Service predicts as much as eight inches of rain all the way through Saturday. And in South Carolina, freezing rain and sleet are possible in the upstate of South Carolina this weekend. And if you're in the Tennessee Valley, from Knoxville all the way to where it dumps out in Paducah. Hey, the river, the Tennessee River, it will not crest for several more days. So all of you in Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, and and, and when I say Tennessee, I'm talking West Tennessee and East Tennessee because the Tennessee River kind of does a big dip. And watch out for this river specifically because it's getting a bunch of rain. Of course, the Mississippi River has potential to be a big problem here in a couple of days we'll keep our eye on that forecasters say gulf moisture is mixing with systems moving eastward across both the ohio valley and the mississippi valley causing all of this rain will when will it quit we are ready for spring we're ready not for april showers we're ready for may flowers already and we haven't even got to march but hey again in the south we've kind of avoided for the most part heavy snowfall this winter and heavy ice and sleet but we are having a lot of rain from arkansas to texas to mississippi louisiana georgia alabama even in the carolinas of course north carolina got hit with a lot of snow a couple weeks ago but just be careful especially if you're driving and you come up on a road and you don't see other cars on it and you see what might be a mud puddle you might want to turn around and go the other way we want you to all get to where you need to go safely be very careful driving be extra special careful when you're driving at nighttime when you don't even see this stuff have your eyes peeled and make sure you do the right thing when you're driving okay at the end of december there was a terrible story coming out of burlington north carolina about an intern working at a conservation center for animals there killed 
by a lion. And now the Caswell County, North Carolina Sheriff's Department has come out with some information that animal trainer Ashley Watts was separating a 14-year-old lion named Mathai into a section of an enclosure at the Conservatory Center in Burlington on December 30th. And that's when a gate, evidently, that secures that section was blocked by a large ball and the lion entered the area that Watts and a 22-year-old intern named Alex Black and a second intern were all cleaning. And then this lion attacked Black and unfortunately the attack killed black so we now know it was obviously an accident but this intern alex black killed at the end of december i don't really remember this story too much because i was not paying attention to the headlines i was on hiatus maybe you were on hiatus at the end of december but after investigations there in caswell county in north carolina we find out that a gate blocked this door that would kept that have kept this lion out of the area of the interns cleaning the area and unfortunately the lion attacked and killed a fatal attack a couple weeks ago if you're in west virginia dude you're probably not having to go to school if you're a kid because for now i think entering the third day teachers in west virginia have walked off they've had a walkout and they're not teaching they're striking and i think i saw the number it was like 55 of 56 counties all of the teachers in those counties i'm sorry 54 of the 55 counties west of virginia were closed wednesday only putnam county showed up for work the teachers there in that county and these teachers all came to the charleston west virginia capital and they showed up to strike and watch whether lawmakers come back and vote on an education bill that had been tabled a day before and the teachers unions there in west virginia have been waiting out a deadline for the House of Delegates to use a technical maneuver to potentially reconsider a decision that effectively killed complex legislation on Tuesday. According to West Virginia's legislative rules, a lawmaker who voted to table the bill had until Wednesday to ask to have the vote reconsidered, and now the West Virginia House made no such action during its morning session and was set to meet again last night. I don't have an update on this. But the main thing is, if you're a kid in West Virginia, your teachers are striking. 54 of West Virginia's 55 counties closed this week. We saw this happen recently in Los Angeles. And this is all part of a national movement called Red for Ed, R-E-D-4-E-D. And that has led to strikes not only in West Virginia, but in Kentucky, Oklahoma, Arizona, Washington State, And as we just said, in Los Angeles recently, they also had one in Denver. The unions and teachers opposed provisions in the legislation that, among other things, would have created the state's first charter schools and allow education savings accounts for parents to pay for private school. Proponents said the moves would have given parents more school choices. So we'll find out if the kids end up going back to school. Now, when I was growing up, I don't know about you, (laughs) i don't remember one single day in my entire childhood where we got told hey little johnny you don't have to go to school today because your teachers are striking they've walked out i think this is kind of a millennial phenom i think speaking of south carolina which is where i got my education growing up as a child in the palmetto state groups are now wanting offshore drilling tests to cease while a lawsuit 
goes forward. A motion was filed in federal court in South Carolina this week, and it seeks to stop this testing involving seismic air guns. And this lawsuit was filed by conservation groups in cities along the coast of South Carolina, and it seeks to permanently halt the offshore drilling test. And a bunch of people, not only in South Carolina, 10 states have joined this suit, which alleges that the National Maritime Fishery Service violated the Marine Mammal Protection Act the Endangered Species Act, and the National Environmental Policy Act when it issued permits for this offshore drilling. And a lot of people, even conservative Republicans, are opposing the Trump administration's planned five-year deal to open 90% of the nation's offshore reserves to private development. A judge halted issuance of testing permits during the recent partial government shutdown, but this continues to go on, and I don't want to see this. I don't want to see offshore drilling because as someone who loves the coast of South Carolina and even the other coast on the Atlantic coast, the North Carolina and Georgia coast, I think Florida is considering this. It just would not be the same if you had offshore oil platforms out there. It would ruin the view. And I, and I also the other things that could happen like accidents washing up on the shores of the sea turtles. I know that's a big deal along the atlantic coast so we'll keep our eye on what happens there but uh, right now a group wanting these drilling tests to cease while this lawsuit is going on in the court a couple of weeks ago it was the debut night of this new football league called the alliance and the orlando apollos which steve spurrier is the head coach there in orlando they welcomed in former apollo 11 astronaut buzz aldrin to participate in the opening ceremonies of this whole new football team and whole new football league. Remember, Buzz Aldrin literally walked on the moon on that Apollo 11 historic mission, first time anyone ever walked on the moon. Kind of a big deal. And Buzz Aldrin is 89 years old. So here's a guy who's a household name for the most part, one of a handful of people who've ever walked on the moon, still looks good, got a nice beard, able to walk on the football field but when you can go to the moon and do great things i'm just trying to say that no matter who you are celebrity or commoner a person that walks on the moon or a person who can't even walk at all that has to stay at home for whatever reason and nobody knows who you are you're just in the society and you're forgotten about no matter who you are you can still have issues with your own family members. And this is the story coming out this week about Buzz Aldrin. His son has tried to stop Buzz from moving assets. And he's trying to stop his dad from transferring assets from a trust in the latest dispute between the astronaut and two of his children over whether he is capable of managing his own affairs. And Andrew Aldrin's lawyer sent a letter last month to an associate in the Morgan Stanley Private Wealth Management Division with instructions not to transfer any assets from two financial accounts in the trust, which names the younger Aldrin as trustee. Now, Buzz has tried to terminate the trust and wants the assets distributed to him. So again, just because you walk on the moon and you're famous, you still have the potential, unfortunately, to have issues with your own children. This happens all the time 
all over the place and i feel sorry for buzz aldrin maybe he brought this on himself i don't know the the backstory here but well hopefully that will be resolved and and all will be as good as it can be well we have been reading in the newspaper and watching on the news channels here in the last couple of weeks a lot of attention about the federal bureau of investigation whether it's andrew mccabe going on tv going on a book tour talking all the time going back to two years ago the firing of james comey boy the fbi gets a lot of attention these days well frankly they already always have in many ways going back to j edgar hoover by the way did you hear president trump on wednesday call mccabe a poor man's j edgar hoover (laughs) as he was being asked about his recent appearances on television well here's some news that is positive from a southern perspective when it comes to the federal bureau of investigation and that's because the fbi is receiving 385 million dollars from the federal government and they're obviously a big part of the federal government uh they're receiving this big chunk of money to expand in huntsville alabama they'll open an fbi operation support building at redstone arsenal just outside of huntsville Richard Shelby, the senator from Alabama, announced this week that the budget that's just kind of gone through includes a $385 million chunk for the FBI. Shelby is the chair of the Senate Appropriations Committee, which writes the legislation that allocates funding to various government agencies. And because of this, hey, be a good time to own a home in Huntsville. I used to own a home in Huntsville, and I would love to know this info coming my way. Because of this great amount of money and this building going to Huntsville, 1,350 FBI employees will transfer to Redstone Arsenal in Huntsville as part of this growth of the FBI and the opening of the FBI Operations Support Building in North Alabama. So good news there for all of you in the Tennessee Valley of Alabama and a big investment it will according to shelby the plans will help deliver probably a billion dollars of investment at redstone because that's going for the security of the american people he says and that we gotta have it so great news for all of the listeners that we have in the tennessee valley and in north alabama the fbi coming in a big way so if you want to do bad things i do not recommend doing them in huntsville alabama or in Madison, Alabama, or, or let's see, downstream in Decatur, or in Athens, and just all of that area. In Madison, and also in the Limestone and Morgan counties of Alabama. Be on your P's and Q's, because there'll be no shortage of G-men in the area real soon. We've got more headlines just around the bend when we come back. We've got a lot of good stuff to tell you, including the story of a man in Tennessee who tipped the bar staff $22,000, and then he got arrested for intoxication, possession of a firearm while drunk, and more. You're not going to believe this headline. We'll tell you on the other side. Stay with us. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. 
purpose and help penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Um, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being back here on the Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. I'm John Rawl. We are so glad you could join us here on this Thursday. Reminder, coming up in hour two, we're going to have a special guest from the Associated Press, a sports writer for the AP based in Alabama. John Zener will be joining us, and he'll talk all things SEC basketball and football. So hang on for that good info in our SEC Spotlight in hour two of this the y'all show by the way here on the y'all show our number is 803-816-1170 you know that however let me tell you about something exciting we have expanded our assortment of videos on our y'all show youtube channel so go into youtube and subscribe it's free and search for y'all show and look at all the videos most of which we just finished up at the country radio seminar last week we of course are featuring these on the y'all show we we knocked out a bunch last week we've got more coming but every interview i did at crs i put a video camera on the interview so you can watch me interview people like david ball the guy that sang thinking problem and saving riding with private malone great song we also did great interviews with shenandoah which brought us two dozen roses sunday in the south and so many other great hits from the 80s and 90s so we have an interview with shenandoah we also have coming up soon an interview with john schneider from the dukes of hazard all that on the y'all show on youtube so go watch it subscribe and every time we put up a new video on our youtube channel it will come automatically to you and a great way to not only listen but watch the y'all show i even if you watch the david ball interview You'll see me wearing David Ball's cowboy hat. He let me he let me put it on during the interview, and that's like the first time I've had a cowboy hat on maybe since I came out at birth. <laughs> I think all those Texas cowboys are born with a cowboy hat. But, yeah, it, it, I, I want to know if you think I look good in a cowboy hat. Maybe that's a new look I need to go for. But we'll have that if you just go to YouTube and then search for Y'all Show or search for my name, John Rawl, J-O-N-R-A-W-L, You'll see it right there, and I think you'll get a, a, a good kick and a hoot out of watching watching us, not just listening to us, but actually seeing the Y'all Show in action. 
at least last week when we were at the radio seminar and we're going to have more and more videos in fact we're working our way to be a a video option every day and in addition to listening to us you can go on to social media and watch the y'all show still working some kinks but that's that's coming sooner than later friends so stick around continuing our headlines here on the y'all show in the magnolia state of mississippi we had valentine's day last week and we got a disturbing story coming from panola county in north mississippi a man is now wanted in the shooting death of his wife and he killed her on valentine's day and authorities have captured marcel martin a 41 year old man they captured him in batesville in panola county Police say Martin is accused in the shooting death of his 41-year-old wife, Virgil Martin. He killed her at their home on February 14th. And authorities say Martin was speeding earlier this week and tried to stop. And authorities tried to stop him, but he drove away. And the pursuit continued along Interstate 55, I think coming out of Jackson, Mississippi. And they were able to capture him there. The car ran off the road and Martin ran into some woods where the Panola County Sheriff's Office said deputies took him into custody just outside of Batesville and Sardis, Mississippi. But a man who killed his wife, I think in the Jackson area is where this happened, and then traveled north on Interstate 55 and killed her on Valentine's Day. That's that's just not a good story there. Never good to injure or kill your loved one, but an extra special kind of hate on Valentine's Day to do something like that. In Arkansas, 79 guns have been stolen from a Northwest Arkansas hardware store. And these guns happen to be stolen from a hardware store, the Ace Hardware Store in Prairie Grove, Arkansas. And that store was broken to at about 3 a.m. last weekend. The store's alarm was not triggered and the numerous weapons ended up being taken. Police say the suspects, who've not been identified, returned about two hours later and triggered the alarm, but took several more weapons before officers arrived. In all, 79 guns taken, including pistols, revolvers, and rifles. And the Washington County, Arkansas Sheriff's Office said that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms has joined the investigation. Prairie Grove is about 145 miles northwest of Little Rock. Not all that far from Fayetteville, but 79 guns stolen at a hardware store. I didn't realize hardware stores, in this case, a national brand like Ace Hardware, They even had that many guns available to be purchased. But I guess in Arkansas, Ace is the place. (laughs) Two dogs have saved foster kids who have been wandering along the Florida Interstate 10. And one girl said that she was chasing a rainbow. This happened in Okaloosa County in Florida. The two foster children, both under the age of six, were seen over the weekend wandering along Interstate 10 with two dogs who witnesses say walked between them and the busy interstate. Some witnesses said the dogs at times pushed the children back when they got too close to traffic. And authorities there in Okaloosa County said that the children were playing in their home's yard with other children and took off. Their foster father was reportedly unable to pursue them due to an unknown ambulatory condition. And the deputy said that he made a diligent effort to locate them. No charges are expected. The dogs who aided in these kids not being hurt were described as Great Pyrenees and Shepherd Mixes. And a good Samaritan took the kids into a car because they were wet and one was not wearing shoes, the man called authorities. 
one of the witnesses said if the two would not would not be alive if not for the dogs coming in to help out so some angel dogs protecting these youngsters there in okaloosa county florida wandering along interstate 10 i don't know what time of day this was but golly you'd think cars would at least come to a screeching halt i think cars usually come to some kind of halt when there when there's an animal right by the roadside other than deer you ever notice deer if you stopped or slowed down big time for any kind of deer right by the highway you wouldn't be going very fast very often you just kind of with a deer you kind of have to take your your chances because deer are going to cross that road at some point you just hope it's not when you're coming down at 65 miles an hour or more and you blowing the horn i don't think helps out at all that we we've really got to do something about the deer population and and if you're old enough like me if you're an old has-been deer were not that big of an issue 30 40 years ago yes they were around the south but they were not just everywhere and now we've got them everywhere and they're they're really a nuisance maybe that should be a national emergency declared by president trump (laughs) another one hey let's go fund the border wall and then let's go take care of all these deer and then kill them and get their meat harvested and send to send to latin america that might be a reward for these people not coming north to the border hey if you stay in bad countries like nicaragua or el salvador we'll we'll give you a year's full of venison in your freezer if you have a freezer hey we'll throw in a freezer too so at least they'll be well fed that's just a thought but yeah we we've got way too many deer and coyotes too and also a lot of the south has problems now with armadillos so we're and and i'm still mad about fire ants (laughs) all most of these things by the way have come up from mexico they they trace their migration across the southeast from west to east and a lot of these things like fire ants did indeed originate in mexico we need to fix all this here's a great story speaking of mexico and the border a seven-year-old has raised money for a border wall contribution And he did this near Austin, Texas, and he did it through raising money through selling hot chocolate. (laughs) Seven-year-old Benton, who is the son of Jennifer Stevens, he watched the president's State of the Union address back on February 5th, and this young man decided to sell hot chocolate to raise money for President Donald Trump's border wall. And there's video of him selling this outside his home in austin texas and video has gone viral his mother said he wanted to know about the wall so we explained what it was about and he that is benton was like i want to raise money for the wall and the woman and her husband shane are politically active members of the republican national committee well that's a good thing at least for this kid's sake and she says they're likely to keep their children aware of their political stance she said that people think he's brainwashed. Well, of course, he supports Trump because we do. And he hears how we talk and this and that. Call that brainwashing. But I call it parenting because we will instill our values in him. Watch this young man, seven-year-old Benton, grow up and be the biggest liberal. He'll be working with that congresswoman from New York one of these days. Now, I hope not, but I'm just that's usually what happens. Usually, if you... I'll just use the word brainwash a kid, no matter what it is. It might be politics. It might be some kind of sport. 
it might be religion you know what they say about preachers kids boy preachers kids have a reputation for being the wildest of them all <laughs> and uh and i'm a farmer's kid I, my my parents are farmers and the last thing i want to do is farm if, if i can help it i'll farm if i need to it's a, it's a very noble profession we need farmers but i don't want to farm i've been in the hot sun harvesting crops and thinking about boy i just wish i was somewhere else today and that was just about every time i was in a field that's what i was thinking about <laughs> so good luck benton hope you make a lot of money and perhaps you not mexico can fund the wall for the president it's going to be benton in austin texas good good job there sir a florida man was carrying a huge rattlesnake this week and police stopped him after he scared locals who were saying that he was causing a problem this happened around jacksonville beach florida and the community there pardon the pun were rattled after this homeless man went around with a large snake in his arms and reporting to the authorities people called and said this man is scaring the heck out of me and so the police went and found him they asked the man who's not been named to carefully place the reptile in the back of a patrol car as they awaited backup from wildlife officials he says that he found it and god compelled him to keep the snake safe from traffic it's a darn rattlesnake you fool kind of weird to see rattlesnakes on a beach like jacksonville beach in florida described as maybe a six or seven foot long snake and remember just because it's february we still have snakes active they may not be quite as active as they will be soon but be careful out there and do not go near jacksonville beach florida unless you want to maybe see a homeless guy walking around with a huge rattlesnake around his arm all right here's a story that really fires me up if you're like me one of your great movies as a child that you enjoyed seeing was Smokey and the bandit well guess what political correctness has struck in detroit michigan as the detroit city council has rejected a planned Smokey and the bandit style car jump that was going to take place there the detroit city council voted seven to one to deny a request from autorama to have this Smokey and the bandit style jump which was made famous in the 1977 movie that burt reynolds starred in it was going to be part of an upcoming auto show in motown councilman scott benson in detroit said the car that would be Smokey and the bandit's car uh was it well what, what was the name of that car see i should know i don't i don't even know if it had a nickname it's been so long since i saw the movie I think it was a year and a half ago that movie celebrated its 40th anniversary. Scott Benson in Detroit, a councilman there, said that the car, quote, still proudly flies a Confederate flag, which is a symbol of oppression, slavery, as well as homebred American terrorism. This body said we are not going to support that type of symbolism, nor the audacity to support that type of activity in the city of Detroit. The original 1977 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am used in the movie has a front license plate of the old Georgia flag. See, it's not even the Confederate flag, city council member. It's Georgia's flag from when that movie was filmed in Georgia. And that flag, of course, was changed when Roy Barnes decided to be more of a flag designer than a governor in the Peach State. And, of course, the old Georgia flag which flew for about 45 years had a large portion of it resemble the confederate battle flag and that's the rub that this 
person asked, past auto show events in Detroit have included the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard, which is named for Robert E. Lee and includes a Confederate flag on its roof. Auto show officials have vowed to work with the city and try to resolve the issue. So I guess you take the tag off the car and you can participate. But I don't I don't believe in that. Just like I don't believe in taking like Bubba Watson. He actually bought an original General Lee car from the Dukes of Hazard television show. And a couple of years ago, after all the nonsense happened, he decided to remove that or he said he was going to remove the flag from the top of the car. And that's just that's just plain dumb, Bubba. And I don't even I don't even pull for him anymore. Not, not that I pull for him anyway, but I actually root against him when he has a golf tournament because of that. I, I don't I don't like people who jump on things that they have no business bringing into the equation. If you buy an original thing from a great television series like The Dukes of Hazard, yes, you own it. But if you don't like it, sell it. So let somebody else enjoy it in its original condition. Don't try to redo history. Bubba Watson, Baghdad, Florida, I think is his hometown around Pensacola. And finally, let's go to Bellevue, Tennessee. That is just west of Nashville, just off of Interstate 40. And a man there had a good time recently. He tipped the bar staff 22 Gs. That would be $22,000. And unfortunately for Joel Boyers of Bellevue, a 39-year-old who had just given $22,000 to the wait staff at this hotel bar in the Bellevue area of Nashville, <laughs> he, he, he bought more than a dozen drinks from the mini bar in his room and bought two more drinks at the hotel bar, did the big tip. And then, unfortunately for him, things kind of spiraled out of control as he was arrested on a public intoxication charge and other charges as he made bizarre statements about giving away his child on facebook an arrest affidavit says police said boyers told them he'd been drinking all day and had smoked marijuana as well the suspect handed his weapon to police removing it from his pants pocket he was booked into davidson county's jail released after posting a bond due in court in march but uh yeah he had had a good time there giving out $22,000 in tips to the staff of this hotel bar. And then not long after that being arrested for intoxication among other charges, not the best of celebrations for 39 year old Joel Boyers of Bellevue, Tennessee. Well, that is a quick look at what's going on across the Southland here on this Thursday. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we've got Festive South headed your way, including where you might want to consider going to for Mardi Gras and where you might want to consider going in a few weeks for St. Patrick's Day. That's all ahead. You don't want to miss it. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. 
Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at vistaprint.com. Use promo code Why Not. That's vistaprint.com, promo code Why Not. Restrictions apply. See website for details. Yes, Susie Bogus, you are absolutely right. We need to get in our car, our truck, or motorcycle and drive south. Or if you're already south, drive east, west, north, whichever direction you want to go. Just get out and explore the wonderful region that we call Dixie. This is the Y'all Show where we promote Dixie in a big way each and every day. I'm John Rawl, pleased to be here in the host chair as we have a fun time talking about the south. On the Y'all Show, we talk about news, sports, politics, maybe a religion from time to time but we also like to give you the heads up on where you might want to consider getting in the car truck motorcycle or whatever device you use and heading off and exploring our wonderful part of the region now if you want to go have some good bluegrass played this weekend and you want to enjoy that head to brooksville florida and north florida as from february the 18th through the 24th they've got the florida bluegrass classic going on as both bluegrass and classic classic country artists will be delighting in five days of entertainment from people like, hey, the guy that I just saw the other day, T.G. Shepard, will be in Brooksville at this. Also, Big Cypress and Penny Creek, you'll have musical arts on display, a classic car show, a military tribute, and so much more. Also, look for headliners like the Graskels, Mo Bandy will be there, and Third Time Out. All this at the Florida Bluegrass Classic in Brooksville, Florida, taking place up until the 24th of february you can go to the website evansmediasource.com for more information now it's mardi gras time it's mardi gras time and homa louisiana has the bayou country mardi gras celebration going on the website is homatravel.com and if you head to homa which is southwest of new orleans you can enjoy good times there and enjoy the mardi gras celebration you don't have to just go to new orleans if you want to celebrate mardi gras plenty of great places like homa also have their own mardi gras festivities and in homa you'll enjoy more than a dozen parades and colorful floats marching bands tons of great throws and of course cajun hospitality each year the parades choose a new theme and change up the costuming and musical content or a completely different experience and don't forget the king cake all this at the Bayou Country Mardi Gras taking place in Homa, Louisiana. And we've got a couple of di- different weekends that this is going on even beyond the weekends as we work our way to Fat Tuesday. February the 22nd through the 24th, and then March 1st through the 5th 
is the time period of the Bayou Country Mardi Gras. Now, if you want to get into a little military history like I like to get into, head to Curry, North Carolina for the anniversary of the Battle of Moores Creek Bridge. This takes place February 23rd and 24th, and I guess that's in just a few days. And history will come alive at this Battle of Moores Creek Bridge, which was the site of the first significant victory of the Americans in the Revolutionary War. The victory delayed a full invasion of the South by the British for almost four years, resulting in North Carolina being the first colony to formally pursue their independence. And if you come to the Moores Creek Bridge reenactment, you'll see more than 150 reenactors on hand to teach folks about life in the 18th century as both a military soldier and a civilian. Also, interpretive demonstrations will complete the living history examples. You'll have cannons, muskets, and all kinds of cool stuff like musket firings and bagpipes. All of this in Curry, North Carolina, It's the anniversary of the Battle of Moores Creek Bridge from the Revolutionary War. A lot of people forget we had a lot of revolutionary battles in the South. In fact, not in North Carolina, but South Carolina had more Revolutionary War battles than any other state or in that time period colony. Didn't you bet you didn't know that? Well, yeah, that's what we have the y'all show for to give you a little edumacation. Now, we got to fast forward a couple of weeks. It will be St. Patrick's Day before you know it. And our friends at WalletHub.com, boy, they know how to come out with these surveys. They've got a story out called 2019's Best Cities for St. Patrick's Day Celebrations. Well, no surprise, the number one town on the list is Chicago. I'm still envious of that because I still remember seeing Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I think they were there at a St. Patrick's Day festival it might have been columbus day but i think it was the saint patrick's day festival that they kind of snuck into that parade so chicago is number one as far as the south for best cities for saint patrick's day they've got tampa listed at number eight on this list i find that a little little fine that's that's hard to believe because if you know anything about the south we've got some towns that really go overboard for saint patrick's day and i gotta get i gotta give a shout out to savannah georgia where at least they used to and probably still do, they literally turned the Savannah River green during Savannah, Georgia's St. Patrick's Day celebration. Columbia, South Carolina, not far from Savannah, they check in at number 74 in this ranking. Tulsa is at 73. Other towns, Savannah comes in at 58. Wallet Hub, you need to do your research. I mean, Atlanta even beats Savannah. Atlanta's 53rd in the best towns to celebrate St. Patrick's Day in a lot of these towns are not even in the south st louis checks in at number 11 i know that's a kind of a, a border southern place but that's that's kind of what's coming on from WalletHub.com and their rankings of best towns for st patrick's day in 2019 and to leave you here's a kind of fun fact for you it's the highest percent of population in the country for irish natives would you guess the number one town in America for the Irish population? It's not Boston. It's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pretty high Irish population in Pittsburgh. All of these top towns are in the north. As far as the lowest percentage of Irish population in the country, well, down near the bottom, you got a couple of Texas towns. Brownsville, Texas, and Laredo are right at the bottom. And ranked dead last in percentage of Irish population in the country is Florida's own Hialeah, Florida. I believe that's a town that's got, is it a large Haitian 
population there it's either haitian or cuban in hialeah but they don't have a lot of irish folks there so don't go around drinking irish beer and having a good time in hialeah come march 17th but that from wallet hub the best cities for saint patrick's day or maybe the worst cities depending on how you want to look at it i'm john rawl this is the y'all show thank you that was our one we've got our two coming up next you don't want to miss it we've got the latest books that are out including the bestsellers list from the new york times and also we'll be visiting an hour or two with john zener he is the ap sports writer for the state of alabama and he's going to tell us all about the sec's basketball and football happenings all that coming up on the y'all show it's talk with a southern accent y'all happy early saint patrick's day Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Happy February 21st to all y'all. This is John Rawl, and this is Hour 2 of the Y'all Show. And if you're discovering us for the first time, yes, the name kind of says it all. This is the show that's all about (laughs) y'all. It's all about the South. And we cover news, sports, politics. We've got a little talk about fashion from time to time. Not a whole lot. We need to add more. If you want to talk about fashion, let me know. Y'all Show at y'all.com is the email address we have a lot of music that we feature here on the y'all show we got a lot of sports that we cover on the y'all show in fact speaking of sports we have our sec spotlight coming up here in the second hour of the y'all show today we're going to welcome in john zener from the associated press he is a sports writer based in alabama and he'll come on to give us our sec spotlight we'll talk about kentucky wildcat basketball tennessee vols basketball We'll discuss the prospects for the teams in the heart of Dixie, Auburn, and Alabama. Are they going to make it to March Madness? We'll talk to John about that. And we'll also get Mr. Zener to discuss, of course, SEC football. What else? All of that in just a few minutes when John Zener of the Associated Press will be our special guest 
on the y'all show our number 803-816-1170 you can text it anytime hey if you want to get in a question for john zener call text whichever way you want to do it and let's see if he can answer your question 803-816-1170 we start out this second hour with a look at books here on the y'all show that's another thing we like to talk about on a regular basis and we go to the new york times bestsellers list here the bestsellers for february 24th the week i guess going into february 24th is how the the geniuses at the new york times do things and this is a ranking of the books sold in the u.s sorted by the format and genre so looking at the latest new york times bestsellers and some of these may be repetitive so bear with me but if we looked at the combined print and ebook fiction bestsellers list J.D. Robb, his book Connections in Death is on there. And Eve Dallas scours tattoo parlors and strip point strip joints for clues to the cause of Lyle Pickering's mysterious death. Now that sounds like a darn good book from J.D. Robb, Connections in Death. That's number one on the combined print and ebook fiction list from the New York Times. Delia Owens, she's been on the list for a long time in the quiet town on the north carolina coast in 1969 a young woman who survived alone in the marsh becomes a murder suspect and the name of this book is where the crawdads sing and this is from a new writer delia owens this this book is it's a big time seller it's been on the list for several several months and boy what a what a great effort from delia owens where the crawdads sing we'll tell you more about that i bet it'll show up on another list here in a sec Third on the list of the combined print and ebook fiction from the NYT is the book The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. And that is out right now. Jonathan Kellerman's book The Wedding Guest is in the fourth spot. And that is about Milo Sturgis and Alex Delaware investigating the death of a stranger at a wedding reception. The Wedding Guest. And the last book in the top five of the combined print and ebook fiction category it's Black Leopard Red Wolf from marlon james now moving on to the hardcover fiction if you want to spend a little bit more money some of these books are the same that we just mentioned silent patient checks in at number one crawdad singh comes in at two jd robb's book connections and death the hardcover is at three marlon james's black leopard red wolf is at fourth and here's a book that shows up at number five that we haven't told you about it's called devotions it's been on the new york times bestsellers list for two weeks now it's by mary oliver it is a collection of more than 200 poems spanning 50 years on the author's career devotions from mary oliver if you're into a a good book and you need something about poetry then be a poet and then show it by going and getting devotions ah you know it i need to be a rapper maybe not just a poet (laughs) here on the y'all show y'all with john rawl combined print and ebook non-fiction category from the new york times michelle obama boy she has she's raked in the money her book becoming it's been on the new york times bestseller list in this category for 13 weeks now and becoming where the former first lady describes her journey from the south side of chicago to the white house and how she balanced work family and her husband's political ascent michelle obama's becoming out now and selling big time in fact didn't i see this week where there's 
some issues about the President Obama's library that they're trying to build on the south side of Chicago. And I don't know if they got the money for it. That's an issue. It could be a zoning thing. But President Obama just needs to go to his wife, Michelle, and say, hey, honey, I love you. Uh, could I borrow a couple million dollars from my library since you're now this successful author? And I'll even name a wing of it, the Michelle Obama. What her maiden name, Robinson, I think. We'll call it the Michelle Robinson Obama wing of the Barack Obama Library in Chicago. She's making a lot of money from being an author. Educated is number two on the combined print and ebook nonfiction category. This is by author Tara Westover. And Educated is about the daughter of survivalist who is kept out of school, educates herself enough to leave home for university. I think I remember seeing a story about this Tara Westover and an amazing story there. It's, it's actually been on the New York Times bestseller list in this category for nearly an entire year. 51 weeks on the list from Tara Westover. Educated. A pretty cool and definitely different read if you're looking for something for the weekend or beyond. John Kerry reviews Bad Blood is on the list at number three. And this book is The Rise and Fall of Theranos, the biotech startup that failed to deliver on its promise to make blood testing more efficient. And I think I saw that featured on 60 Minutes, if my old clicker is ticking properly. Bad Blood. It is amazing that we were telling you in hour one about Buzz Aldrin. Here's a guy that literally went to the moon. We can send Buzz Aldrin to the moon and have him walk on it, but we can't concoct artificial blood. You you would think with blood being mostly water that we could come up with an artificial blood, and we can't do it. I guess it's the power of God. Only God can create authentic blood. Now, if you're making a movie, the old trick there is just to use ketchup, but if you're needing blood... I don't suggest dumping a bunch of ketchup in your body if you want to survive, that is. But Bad Blood, it's out. Been on the list 27 weeks. Sapiens, it's been on the list more than a year now. It's by author Yuval Noah Harari. And it's how Homo sapiens become Earth's dominant species. How we became dominant species here on planet Earth. Sapiens. I think I'll be skipping over that one. Now, this next one, number five on the combined print and ebook nonfiction list, it, it's, it's got me intrigued. It's by authors Brad Meltzer and Josh Minch. It's called The First Conspiracy, and it is about the story of a secret plot to kill George Washington in 1776. And it is number five on the combined print and ebook nonfiction list. Hardcover nonfiction, a couple of these books are all the same. Michelle Obama, number one on that particular list. Educated comes in second. Number three is Women Rowing North from author Mary Pfeiffer. Reflections on the ageism, misogyny, and loss that women might encounter as they grow older. Mary Pfeiffer, Women Rowing North. Not growing, but R-O-W-I-N-G. Navigating Life's Currents and Flourishing as We Age is the subtitle of Women Rowing North. Now, here's a guy that may just be running for president, Mr. Starbucks guy. It's Howard Schultz, and he's got a book on this hardcover nonfiction list. Coming at number four is his, his book, From the Ground Up, 
The former CEO of Starbucks recounts his journey to success and shares the inspirational stories of others. The number five book on the hardcover nonfiction category from the NYT is from Maria Popova. It's called Figuring the Achievements and Private Relationships of Several Interconnecting Historical Figures. All right, now we've got a couple of different books listed in the paperback nonfiction. If you want to save a few money, save a little money. Sapiens comes in at number one, but a couple of new books beyond that. And number two is White Fragility. White Fragility is by Robin D'Angelo, the historical and cultural analysis of what causes defensive moves by white people and how this inhibits cross-racial dialogue. Some fun reading, maybe, for the car. White Fragility. And that book is number two on the list of paperback nonfiction. The Collected Schizophrenias it is by author Ismay Weijun Wang. And it's about essays on the author's diagnosis of schizo- schizoaffective disorder and disagreements within the medical community. Hey, I need to go to medical school before I start reading this New York Times bestseller list, evidently. Here's a book I think I can read the title. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon. It's by author David Grand. This has a connection to the South. It's the story of a murder spree in the 1920s Oklahoma that targeted Osage Indians whose lands contained oil and the FBI under J. Edgar Hoover, I assume at that time, intervened. And it sounds like an incredible story from David Grand, Killers of the Flower Moon, an Oklahoma-based book there. And number five on the paperback nonfiction list is Bessel van der Kolk's book, The Body Keeps the Score, How Trauma Affects the Body and Mind and Innovative Treatments for Recovery. And that's a look at some of your bestsellers books going on from the New York Times quite an assortment as i said i think some of these i need to start going and reading brushing up on my medical terminology before reading it because i I didn't realize that so many of these i call them very academic books are bestsellers i understand why some may have a certain affinity like the michelle obama's of the world writing books or yeah that makes sense why that's number one but for these books to be way up on a bestseller list and they're very in the weeds of whatever the subject might be either through psychology or medical research pretty amazing that these are as i said bestsellers well we think this is the best show in the world well it's certainly the best southern show and here on the y'all show we talk about books and then we turn the script and turn the page and we talk about sports and that's exactly what we're going to do when we come back you don't go anywhere because we'll have our weekly sec spotlight we'll be joined by john zener of the associated press he is a sports writer based in alabama and we'll talk to him about the tide the auburn tigers and we'll also talk about the rest of the sec from both a basketball and football perspective that is ahead as we roll on with more of this Thursday show, it's the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And, of course, here on this show about the South, we talk with a very Southern accent. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. 
Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Um, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. We first opened about 10 years ago. We were, we were small, just a few of us, but it was exciting. I always dreamt of having my own business. It was kind of slow at first, but things started picking up. We had big plans, but in our wildest dreams, we never, never thought we'd have this much work. Yeah, with so many businesses caught off guard by the storm, Reed Waste Management has never been busier. What will become of your business after a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now, before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Thursday, and that means one thing on the Y'all Show. It means it's time for our SEC Spotlight, and we go to the Associated Press for our next guest. We've got sports writer for the AP, John Zener, joining us now on the Y'all Show. Hello, John. Welcome into the Y'all Show. Hey, thank you for ha- thank you all for having me. Uh, I like that, and I like your first name as well. All right, there we go. All right. Well, John, you have been all over the place. You have a role at the AP that you cross state lines on a regular basis covering mostly SEC, but you do other things as well. So we'll just kind of start out with the current hot topic in the Southeastern Conference, and that's basketball since that season is winding down. And we saw over the weekend Kentucky go – they were able to knock off Tennessee at Rupp Arena – 
and I wanted to get your thoughts on the Cats, and then we'll also ask if you know anything more about the injury to Reed Travis for the Big Blue Nation. Well, I don't have an update on the injury, um, but but it seems like I've seen I've seen Kentucky uh, lose to Alabama at home, and I've seen them almost lose to Auburn. On the you know lose to lose to Alabama and Tuscaloosa, and almost yeah. lose to Auburn and Auburn, and uh, they seem to they but boy, they 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 they've got it all together. They've got it all clicking right now, and uh, and, and and really impressive, which is not atypical of those John Calipari teams that. You know, the young teams that really start clicking when, when the closer March gets, the better they're playing. And, and that seems to be the case with this group, too. It obviously has a, you know, the normal riches of talent. Do you know if either Alabama or Auburn have Kentucky again on the schedule before the tournament? Yeah, Auburn played them at Kentucky, um, I believe it's next weekend. Maybe this, yeah, they, Auburn plays them at Kentucky yeah. at Rupp Arena. Okay. Well, we'll have to see what happens and you speaking of the auburn tigers i see where they are comfortably and this is not a good place to be they are comfortably on the bubble right now of march madness is alabama also in the same boat there yeah i, I mean I, I think um alabama has probably more to do to get to the get to the NCAA tournament than auburn does but yeah i don't neither one of them can uh has reserved their spot doesn't have to reserve their spots Auburn, of course, spent six weeks in the top ten. Seemed like a no-brainer, but um, but they're certainly not playing like an NCAA tournament log right now, and they haven't they haven't done enough to feel too comfortable. So, um, I, like I said, I think I think Alabama has further to go to get in there, but uh, but Auburn still has some work to do as well, and and, and basically they just got to start playing better. I mean, they've not neither one of them has been consistent. Um, but you know Auburn has such an uh, experienced veteran team that you didn't really figure they would they would um, have any kind of issues and struggle. Right. Both teams are about halfway in the standings of the SEC, both hovering around 500. They had the midweek game this week, and still some more conference games to be played before the tournament. But I saw on one projection, Bruce Pearl's team expected to be a bubble team. Avery Johnson's club, not so sure. Both coaches now, they have, what, about five years under their belt at their respective program? Yeah, four, four or five. I, I, yeah, they, 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 they've been there long enough. Yeah. And do you think they're both going to be okay going into next year? Have they done enough this year to keep their job? Uh, there's no way Auburn's getting rid of um, Pearl just based on one season, one a season, especially a season that they can still go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I, it's my belief that, that Avery Johnson has stayed. I know that the fans, um, they, they get restless and they have, and they have good, good reason to be restless. They're, they've been such an inconsistent team and, and just got, just got pretty well rocked by, by Flora, um, at home last weekend. So, um, so fans are restless. They're not real happy with things right now. They're not seeing a lot of progress. Um, but I don't think that uh, I don't think you can count them out. You can't even count them out of the NCAA tournament yet. Um, so I, I would see them both staying put. Uh, but Bruce Pearl definitely is not in danger of um, uh, of losing his job based on this on this one season. Yeah, and from an- when they're, they're, they're they're good, they're quite good. By it's a, it's a really good season by Auburn standards. Yeah. But the problem is when when a coach has success, the the, the standard goes raises. The standard goes up, so and that's kind of what you see at, at Auburn. Well, despite what happens 
with their success here in the postseason, you got to give Bruce Pearl and the whole Auburn nation some credibility here. They have been packing Auburn Arena for most of this season, have they not? No, they have. They definitely have. Not you know. Sometimes you get these midweek games, um, like when Missouri came, there are a fair amount of empty seats late night. You know, these seven thirty, eight o'clock games where people can just stay home and watch them on, on TV. Um, but for the most part, they they pack the stadium. Uh, Bruce Pearl does a, has done a great job of getting the students involved and keeping them involved and getting them excited. Um, does a great job of kind of selling his program to the fans. So yeah, there's. There's definitely um, those tickets are in, 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 have been in high demand in the last couple of seasons. And, yeah. and fans have been really well. I mean, they're, they're playing Arkansas home tonight, you know, 7.30. I, I don't know, you know, a lot of people are like me, they have kids. Um, they have to get up and go to the school in the morning. So you can't always make these, you know, late evening, mid, midweek games. But, but the atmosphere they've created there, and it wasn't always that way, but they've got an arena that, that's really good, basketball arena that's really good to get the students, the students right along the baseline, um, big student section. So they've done everything there to create a, a great atmosphere. And when they're when they're winning and doing well, it is a it, you know the, the visiting coaches all talk about the atmosphere there, and, and, and a lot of that is the credit to the success of Bruce Pearl and his salesmanship and the success he's had um, last season especially. Yeah. You know, John, I thought Auburn and Alabama both, they got excused absences if you went to one of their respective sporting events. I thought everybody got to skip school the next day. Or is that just for football? football. <laughs> okay. It's just football. Well, yeah, you don't have to go to church on Sunday if you're up late for a game. Um, uh, yeah, but, but, but there's no excuse for basketball uh, not quite to that point yet. Uh, okay, darn. Well, we better talk about Alabama's facility right now because Coleman Coliseum is one of the relics of the SEC. Is there any legitimate Legitimate, I guess, movement to try to replace that on the Alabama campus. Uh, not, not to replace it. I don't think, but they're they're definitely planning some pretty heavy renovations. Okay. Um, I don't have the dollar figures and everything, the details, but they're they're definitely going to overhaul. They're not going to. Um, I don't see them raising the building or anything, or or like Auburn did, where they they just built an arena right across from their old ancient coliseum. Um, and still using the coliseum for, for classrooms, and I, I don't know what else. But uh, no, they are definitely going to overhaul and, and, and do the best they can with what they got. Um, you know, it's not it's not one of those cozy basketball arenas that that, that really make it hard for the crowds. But they they get, but it is a good atmosphere still, and it, they get pretty good crowds. I don't know how much enthusiasm there is right at this great moment, but. But yeah, they they can do better. They got to get the students in a situation where they can impact the game. Um, now they they've got a lot of work to do on Coleman Coliseum, and and they they have uh, like kind of laid out a master plan to, to do it. Um, I think starting that right after this season. Yeah, well. To Alabama's athletic department, Greg Byrne, and more importantly, his uh, predecessor, they went in and fixed a really awful baseball situation, and they've got a very nice new ballpark for Alabama's baseball team now. So, you know, Avery Johnson's a little jealous, perhaps, especially knowing (laughs) Auburn's got a new arena, Mississippi and Oxford and the Landsharks, they've got a new arena, and all these other teams. There's so much money floating around the SEC, you'd think they'd want a new arena every couple of years. Hey, I want to get your... John, I want to get your take on the SEC before we move over to football. 
Tennessee and LSU, Kentucky, those three teams kind of atop. But then you've got teams like South Carolina, Auburn's right there a little bit behind them. Mississippi has a chance to maybe make a run here. Who do you think from the SEC is actually going to punch their ticket to March Madness? Well, you know, I, I, the thing that you name there, I mean, Mississippi State's got a good uh, candidate. There, there are still a number of teams that could finish strong and get in. You know, I would get, get without looking at the, uh, the standings, I would say there's there's eight or nine teams that still have a shot. Well, I saw about um, about two weeks ago, I saw someone out there. It might have been John Zener predicting this somewhere on social media, but they said the SEC may be an eight-bid league this year. Do you follow that same belief? Yeah, that, that, that's a good round number. It definitely wasn't me, but because there's still some teams that are going to, there's somebody's going to play their way in and somebody's going to play their way out. But yeah, I would say eight, eight is a, is a, a, a good side of a number. Um, I, I don't know that, that eight, I don't know that they'll, they're, they're not guaranteed to get in that many. Um, but I would say somewhere between seven and nine, which, which compared to what the SEC was a few, three, three or four or five years ago is, I mean, that, they've come a long way. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the number of teams that still have a shot, it, it, you know, they kind of number of teams that still have a shot. Right. And, and that's kind of where you want to be as a league with TV ratings and, and fan interest and everything at this, at this stage of the year. Right. And I believe it was just two years ago the SEC may have had only three teams make the NCAA right. tournament. And, John, you're right. You didn't predict eight. I think I saw somewhere on there you predicted 14 SEC teams to get a bid to March Madness. Does that sound familiar? Right. And, and 14, are gonna, 14 SEC teams are going to make the, the playoffs, the 14 playoffs. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, speaking of playoff, when we come back, we're going to keep talking with John Zener. He is the Associated Press sports writer. And we're going to talk to him about a little football as we have some news coming from the Capstone in Tuscaloosa. Also, some changes at Rocky Top. We'll have all of that. Plus, we'll get his kind of re- reflections on signing day and more. Our conversation with J- John Zener coming up right after the break here on the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose and L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. 
Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When is the perfect time to make something happen for your small business? The answer is always right now. Introducing the Right Now sale from Vistaprint, where you can get 50% off any one item to promote your business and save up to $100. Choose a fresh stack of postcards, a standout banner, or whatever you need most. Why not? It's 50% off, but only until March 3rd. Own the now with the Right Now sale and get 50% off any one item at vistaprint.com. Use promo code Why Not. That's vistaprint.com, promo code Why Not. Restrictions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. This is the Y'all Show as we close out this Thursday edition of the All Southern Program. We're visiting now with John Zener. He's the AP sports writer based in the heart of Dixie. John, are you an Alabama native? I am. Just here, I've lived all, all over the place, but I've always come back to Alabama. So uh, what, what I don't is, like it here. What's your hometown? Um... I'm actually was, was born in Auburn, but I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of either. Oh, ah, okay. I, I am, I am, I'm the one neutral person left in the state. Okay. Well, I have to be. It's my, it's my job. Well, that's that's fine, and a lot of people don't understand. That's one of the great things about the Associated Press in this world where you have, at least on the political spectrum, literally so-called journalism entities really don't really play that independent role. They take sides. And the great news about the Associated Press is it kind of calls balls and strikes. They're the umpire of all things journalism. God bless you. And we love the Associated <laughs> Press. So thank you. Thank well, you, John. I, I think we do a better job of that than most. But I don't know that any... I, 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 you know, I'm not to get politics because I don't want to get in trouble, but I, I trust AP more than I do any other uh, news outlet when it comes to political coverage. Yeah. Um, not everybody feels that way, but that's 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 my love for AP. Well, that's the that's the whole purpose of the AP. It's supposed to just churn out the facts and nothing but the facts. If you want opinion, there's plenty of other opportunities for you to go find that info. But if you want yeah, basic facts, that's what makes the Associated Press not even. I mean, it's in a whole other category. So, John, you and your whole entity are are to be congratulated on that and keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Now, we need to have you come off that umpire and at least give us some kind of thought about 
SEC football as Alabama, of course, lost to Clemson in the national championship game. Hey, you live and are based in Alabama. How are things in Alabama? Are the people showing up to work every day? Are they still in mourning? <laughs> you know, I don't really think anything changes much, um, except for everybody kind of realizes how, which they should have realized before, there's, there's maybe there's not an old aura of invincibility around Alabama, and there shouldn't have been in the first place, because um, everybody kind of realizes, I think, what, a, what an amazing job that McSweeney has done, and, and, and Kirby Smart, and Lincoln Riley, just, just, these programs are, are getting, are, are, just keep getting better and better and stronger. I don't know that Alabama took any, uh, you know, defensively, obviously, they took a step back, um, and that's an issue. But, you know, I, I think, um, I think they're, I think they're fairly well over because they, they know that they're going to have a, a shot this coming season, too. They're going to have a shot probably the next season as well. They're always going to be in contention. So I think that takes some of the sting out of it. They're not a, they're not just a, oh man, we're just, you know, it's going to be 50 years before we get another chance. It's going to be one year. Right. Probably. Well, let's talk about some personnel issues for some of our SEC schools. As Tennessee has mixed up their coaching staff, as they have former Alabama assistant coach Jeremy Pruitt on Rocky Top for a second year, and they have brought in a pretty high name, I would call it defensive coordinator, and Derek Ansley. He was with the Oakland Raiders. Prior to that, he was in T Town, and he was on Nick right. Saban's staff. So, what do you know about Coach Derek Ansley? Well, you know, we don't get to spend a lot of time talking to the coaches of Alabama personally, but again, a really good reputation, a recruiter, a coach, and an all-around, you know, rising star. So, based on what I know, I think I think Tennessee fans have a, have a reason to be excited about that group. And, and somebody who knows defense as well as Jeremy Pruitt and, and Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, they tend to hire good defensive coaches. So they, they they know what they like and they and they know kind of um they're on the same page as somebody. So that's generally a, a, a pretty good bet that they're that they've got a good eye for defensive talent, not only on the field but on the sideline. Yeah. Well, I know Tennessee did make some improvement here in 2018 during that season. And going back to the well, bringing in another alumnus of the Alabama program to come to Rocky Top. <laughs> seems to be a good combination. Do you think that streak that Alabama is currently enjoying over Tennessee, is, is there any chance that might be in jeopardy here in 2019? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think Tennessee, I think Jerry Food had his work cut out for him to, to, to really turn Tennessee into, um, you know, a, a consistent SEC and SEC overall contender, but but it, it definitely seems from the outside looking in that they've made strides. Um, and anytime you get into a rivalry game, weird stuff does happen when they're when the teams are a little bit closer in um, in talent level and and probably you know have have you know real playmakers all, all over the field, but especially quarterback and 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 you know the Tennessee's Tennessee had a ways to go, but yeah, I mean, any given time, I, I don't think um, I, I think they're I think they probably closed the gap some, but yeah, I, I I think we'll have to see how they play at that at that moment before we start thinking about whether they um, whether they you know how, how before we start really kind of figuring their chances in that game. But, yeah. but I do. It does seem like it does seem like Jeremy Pruitt has 
at Tennessee going in the right direction. Right. So I, if I were Tennessee fan, I'd be, feeling, I'd be feeling pretty good about things right now. And they're ponying up on these coaches that they've brought in as Ansley is going to make $1 million annually. He's got a three-year contract on the Hill. And Jim Chaney, who comes over from Georgia, he's going to make $1.5 million each of the next two seasons and then $1.7 mil in 2021. That's kind of, John, that, John, that's your kind of money, isn't it? Isn't that what you're making at the AP? Well, you know, I, I think that's kind of a, a monthly thing for me. But, oh, okay. But, uh, you yeah. know, but no, I think, you know, you've got to pay up to get to get a good staff these days, and that's kind of the going rate for the, the elite coordinators. Um, so, I, I, you know, you, you got to perform when you're making that kind of money. Yeah. But, they, but that, the three-year contract, it seems like it's becoming norm for, for the coordinators, just like the, the seven-figure uh, salaries when you come to Power 5 and – the department that we file things under Y2K era famous quarterbacks, Chris Winkie is changing his role at Tennessee. He's moving from running backs coach to quarterbacks coach. And then you have T Martin back on the Tennessee staff and he's going to coach receivers. Remember he had been at Southern Cal the last year or two, and he will be back at his alma mater helping things out. And in that spirit of Y2K former quarterbacks, at least from that era, go to Tuscaloosa for the next story. It appears that the former head coach of the Houston Cougars, former Texas Longhorns quarterback, Major Applewhite, is coming on board as an analyst in Nick Saban's program. Do you know anything more about that story? Yeah, I, I think that Matt said it's com was the first one report that. I think, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's become a, um, kind of an annual thing. It's like which former head coach is going to be an analyst for, for Alabama because he, you know, they don't have to pay him anything, so they're getting these, um, all this expertise for, you know, for basically a sports writer's type salary um, because these guys, you know, they have their buyouts so they're still getting paid a lot of money. Um, yeah, I, I think um, and Major was there. They're obviously familiar with each other. Major was uh, offensive coordinator at Alabama for one season back in 2007. Before I think he went, he went back to Texas. So, so they're obviously familiar with each other. They obviously have looked at it as a, as, a, as a way to kind of improve and uh, learn again from the guy who's doing it as, basically as well as anybody or better than anybody over a long period of time. That you know, in, in, uh, in college football, obviously there's some that are doing it like Dabo that are doing it really, really well now. But yeah, I, I think that that's going to be interesting. It's another, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have any further details on that. that no confirmation from Alabama, but um, that, that's an interesting development. It's not really a surprise, given that it seems to happen with one or two former head coaches every year at Alabama. We're talking with the AP sports writer based in Alabama, John Zener, here on the Y'all Show Talk with a Southern Accent. John, I got one more sports-related question, and then we're going to make you work double extra overtime on our follow-up questions that have nothing to do with okay. college sports, so I hope you're ready. You covered the okay. Senior Bowl a couple of weeks ago in Mobile, sure. and I just want to know your thoughts on any of the SEC alums that participated in that and how high they may end up in the first round of the NFL draft in a few months. 
Right. Well, there are there are a bunch of them. I don't. I, I can't really go for all of them, but I think the um, kind of the, the hottest, one of the hottest prospects there was uh, Mississippi State defensive end Montez Sweat, who who had a, just a terrific career there and, and really high rated, highly rated uh, player in the draft in a position where everybody everybody's hunting for for pass rushers and willing to pay up for them. Um, and then you've got um, uh, Drew Locke. From Missouri quarterback, who's who's almost certainly going to be one of the first quarterbacks taken in, in first round, and, and you can't really predict quarterbacks is, um, when they're going to go because there's such a demand that they sometimes go a lot higher than they're rated by the mock draft experts or whatever. But uh, but Drew looks really good, and, and Montez looks the two that that um, that really come to mind and, and, and look out there. Um, and, and Drew handled himself well with all the, the you know, he, he, the media. He, he was kind of always around, active, talking to people in the business and everything. So I think I think he acquitted himself well. And and um, I don't know if he'll be the first, second, or third quarterback taken. But um, but I wouldn't. Have, I didn't really leave it the Senior Bowl. I didn't know Baker Mayfield was going to be the first overall pick leaving the Senior Bowl last year. Yeah. Um, even though he looked good all week. So so. I don't, I don't really have a prediction of where the quarterback is going to go, but that, that but he was he was impressive, and obviously the NFL teams are, are pretty high on Drew. So. But Montez, the interesting where he goes because he's obviously one of the top pass rushers in the draft. Right. Now you cover, I guess, more than just Alabama and Auburn in the state of Alabama. Anything you want to mention about UAB's great season? How they're going to roll that into twenty nineteen? Oh wow, that's just incredibly impressive there. Um, what Bill Park and, and and community and the fan base have all kind of done, come together to, to rescue that program, which was basically, you know, dead and buried um, just four or five years ago, um, and came back and and, um, and, and, and I, I don't, I still don't, I'm still not sure how. Bill Clark was like national coach of the year, but wasn't coach of the year in his league. I think that went at Middle Tennessee, who, who's obviously done a great job every year himself. But but what they've done is, is interesting, and, and that's going to be hard to stop. Um, you know, they, they they did have some advantage in, in, in scholarships to kind of speed up them the catching up process and just in the numbers game. Um, but he's done a good job recruiting. He's got a he's got a young quarterback there, Tyler Johnson, who who really came on at the end of the season. Um, so they just look like they're going to be one of those one of the top teams in the conference USA for for the near future, and and, and it's been just a, a great story to see them come together like that. Because I used to go visit the coach, and, and they'd be in this makeshift little office, and and it basically looked like a high school field house, and and a lot and not as nice as a lot of the high school field houses in these you know around the south where high school football is so big. Um, their facilities are just improved exponentially they've got a covered practice field um just a football a big football all in building and and um so just kind of the all-around program they, they've come a, a long long way i don't know that anybody um outside the program could have really seen this happening this fast this quick and, and coming this far this fast 
Well, John, I want to ask you, since you are a native of Auburn and Lee County, Alabama, when you go back there on assignment, here's your tough question of the day. If you if you have to stop one place and you would recommend it to the y'all audience, since we're a show all about the South, what's a John Zener must see and do when in Auburn, Alabama? Uh, well, you know, the tradition that the Tillers Porter lemonade really, really is good. If you, if you don't mind, get your 60 grams of sugar. Um, it, it, it is good as advertised. Um, you know, Mama Goldberg's pretty good sandwich. I still, I still go pick stuff up there sometimes. And um, um, right. what about? I, was to think of, I, I haven't been eating the fancy restaurants because I'm usually kind of in or out. Sounds like you might be a. It sounds like you might be a country's barbecue kind of guy. I, you know, they got a different next there that's still pretty good. They got a country. And they got a barbecue place that I really like uh, downtown called Mike's Head. Um, that, that, boy, if you're hungry, they, they, they fill that plate up. So, yeah, they, you, there's and there's barbecues in the next – Chuck's Barbecue, I think, in Opelika, the next town over. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I don't know of any bad barbecue there. It's all pretty good to me. <laughs> like I said, every time I've been on the plains, I've enjoyed it quite a bit from a barbecue perspective. And – Everything else there. I still haven't made it to the War Eagle Supper Club on a rocking night. The only time I've been there, it was kind of dead. So I, I need to go yeah, back. I don't, know, I don't know how far that's come since my school days. or I don't know if it's still the hangout. But, yeah, it's, a, uh, it's kind of an institution there. I'm, I'm too old to be uh, going there. They, they won't turn down the music for me. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> tell me, John, please tell me that you didn't go there as a high school student. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're breaking, you're breaking up here. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm impressed. That is pretty cool. If that was the case, let's just pretend you did go there. That hey, good for you. That that's pretty awesome. That's a lot more exciting well, than that, what what I was doing when I was in high school. Well, that's that's 30 years ago, of course. So uh, I, my memory is a little fuzzy. Yeah, I understand. And the statute of limitations <laughs> is up. Nobody can prosecute. Hey, John, there we really go. appreciate you taking time out and, and talking a little barbecue, talking a little War Eagle Supper Club, and, of course, a lot of SEC sports with us. And, again, you can find John's writing courtesy of the Associated Press. He's the sports writer for the AP based in the heart of Dixie. John Zener, thank you very much. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Really appreciate it. All right. And all of you, thank you for listening to the Y'all Show here on this Thursday. We'll be back right here on Friday. We'll be wrapping up the week with a whole lot of fun. Until that time, you have a great rest of your day, too. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When you're always on the go, what would you prefer? An office phone system? Hey, it's Rochelle. Sorry I missed you earlier. Had an errand to run, but I'm back in the office, so give me a call when you get this. Or one that works on your cell phone. No hardware needed, courtesy of Grasshopper. Oh, one sec. It's a business call. Hi, this is Rochelle with WayForward Partners. How can I help? There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed.
Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text NICE to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text NICE to 84888. That's N-I-C-E to 84888. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com slash TNC. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.